Lord, uh, you remind us, Father, of your mercy in our lives. Lord, tonight, help us to receive your word. According to your will, Father God, open up our spirit, our mind, Lord. Remove anything that is not of you tonight, Lord. That your name will be lifted up tonight. That your name will be glorified, Lord, the means of your people. We thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity that we can still gather together, Lord. In one accord, Father God, God, bind us together with your love, with your mercy, Father. We thank you for the opportunity, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Good evening. Beautiful. <laughs> you are beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nice opening words about the tongue and the book of James actually saying that no one can tame the tongue. No one can tame the tongue. So, it's kind of like so hard for us if we are not so determined, you know, to really watch out. Watch out this small part of, of our body. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, my heart is grateful for another opportunity to share to you the word of God. And I am always grateful that the Holy Spirit is always with us, helping us to, to share the word. And it is always my prayer that the truth of the word will manifest. Amen. So um, tonight, I want us to talk about uh, humility and like the song says one of its lines says we are his laborers in his vineyard in his vineyard so if we are his laborers like uh, kind of like a company who will hire employees you know so we are, we are um, a, a resume, our, our uh, look at, examined, something like that. And in, in God's sight, we know that he is the one who chooses. He chose us, he chose us. And so we are all called to be laborers in his vineyard. So in line of what we're gonna uh, talk about tonight, I, 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 I know it's not just me that is thinking about how we can grow the church. Actually in our Bible studies, we've been uh, talking about um, outreach 
and going out there and, and, and share the word. Like one of our speakers, I remember um, saying that we go out there. Let us not wait for these people to come. We go out there and, and you know, um, share the word, whatever we can do. Some of us talk about uh, prayers, some of us talk about, um, what's that, barbecue. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, actually, it's Caesar who 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 I remember talk about that barbecue. Yeah. So these these are creative ways, you know, that we can we can share the love of God and hopefully they be saved. And according to the book of Acts, the Lord will uh, add to our number those who are being saved. Yes. Yeah, those. So, um, being a laborer in God's vineyard, I want us to talk about um, being effective. What are we going to improve in ourselves, in our service to God, in our service to God. And so um, actually uh, there are measures that are, you know, uh, in line and in my mind that, that we can start doing this. And one of the one of it is, you know, um, Sister Chris had mentioned about leaders should be should come together for prayer. And I've I heard that long time ago, long time ago with a, one of our sisters that left, you know, that leaders should come together for prayer. And um, actually, I talked to Pastor about the first Friday, and I talked to Chief and Caesar about the first Friday. Um, just a night of prayer and worship. It's it's uh, it's once a month, first Friday, and as much as possible, we require all leaders and volunteers to come. It's a time for us to sit at the feet of Jesus. You know, it, it's not just we go do this and do that, serve Jesus and serve people. God wants us to be still in his presence, just loving him just bask on his presence. And so that's that's one of it. Plus, uh, I am just grateful that God has these ministries, the Bible studies. Because one of the things that is in my heart is that more of God's word. That's right. 
more of God's word in this pulpit, in our small groups. Just more of God's word. Yeah. Because the Bible is saying the word is life. The word is our life. The word is the truth that will set us free. So um, those are the things that are in my mind and I believe you two are thinking about, about these things. So the book of Revelation is saying strengthen what is left strengthen so we strengthen ourselves like like the prayer of, of pastor rose that we are bind together in god's love bind together in unity in unity so in line of of those things i want us to talk this is this this um Word humility is in my heart, always in my heart. And if we want to serve God, our model is Jesus Christ. And we know that He is He is the humblest person that walked this earth. Yeah. So. Um, our aim is to see real humility in leadership, even on the volunteers, you know, that are willing to come and serve. The kind of humility that God sees and is spiritually discerning people see. Even the world doesn't see it. So humility, it says, putting the, ne the needs of another person before your own. We all have a definition of what is humility. Of what is humility. So, um, we will not be greater than our master, the Lord Jesus Christ. As I said, he is the humblest person that walked this earth. And yet, he was accused of blasphemous arrogance. Why? Because he claimed that he and the Father are one. He claimed that he and the Father are one. He is the Son of God. And, and all these things, and we know that the, the religious leader is in his time that doesn't like that. So my prayer is that God works in us, that there might be a kind of contagion that infects the church with this condition called humility. We all heard that our church is a place where people come and they felt 
the love. It's also, you know, um, a nice thing to hear that the leaders and volunteers of these church are humble. Are humble. So um, let us look at the faces of humility as Sister Charlene go with the internet and search about the tongue. <laughs> That's what we do, right? Thank God for Google. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, some, some people don't like the internet, but uh, we can see, you know, the, the, the benefits that it is giving us. Now we don't need to find a dictionary and print and, you know, find the meaning of humility. Yeah, so it's easy, click, 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 and there you go. The meaning of humility. Yeah. So um, in my search, uh, I found these, you know, um, the kinds of uh, the faces of humility. What really, if we want to be a, a, a humble servant of God, you know, we search. How? How can I be a humble servant of God? And then we uh, look at these, these Bible characters that, that portrayed um, humility in, in their dealings with, with other people. So I know, you know, especially those that teach the Word of God, we go in there. Search, 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 right? Search, yeah. So uh, number one, face of humility is it gives God the credit. It gives God the credit. So we will be looking, like I said, I want more of the word of God in this pulpit, in our Bible studies. It, you know, it's, it's good that we share our own experiences with God through a specific uh, Bible verse, Bible verse, just more of God's word, more of God's word. So I will be reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 31. Consider your calling, brothers, not many of you are wise according to the, according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, 
righteousness and sanctification and redemption so that as it is written let the one who bows bows in the Lord amen so humility agrees and is glad that God gets all credit for choosing us and calling us according to his purposes, not our merit. So God chose us because we are, we are good. God did not choose us because we are good. God did not choose us because we have the brains. God did not choose us because we have kind of like a famous lifestyle. It's not all of that. It's not all of that. So like, like the word that we just read, he chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. The weak in the world to shame the strong. Yeah. And so, and so that no one can boast in the presence of God. So even our salvation, God, uh, uh, the word is saying, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, you are saved by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ. You know, it's not by ourselves, not by our works. It's the grace of God. The grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So he does this so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. But that the one who bows must might bows in the Lord. Humility agrees and is glad that God acts in a way to take the focus to take the focus away from man and put it in himself. In himself. So Like, like we always say, you know, uh, when, 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 when someone uh, recognize, recognize your, your good sharing of the word, when someone recognize, you know, how, how good you are and how you have creative ideas, you know, so if, if the face of humility is to give God the credit, to give God the credit, we direct these people who appreciate and recognize this good in us, we direct them to God. God has all the credit. Amen. So that is that is, you know, the focus is not in us, but in God. Another phase of humility is recognizing that the gifts of God. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, it says, I have applied all these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, brothers, that you may learn by us not to go beyond what is written, that none of you may be popped up in favor of one against another. For who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you receive it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Like we always say, all that we are and all that we have comes from God. We will just remember that we are from dust. We are from dust, and to dust we will return. So humility agrees that everything we have is a free gift from God, and that these severs the root of boasting in our distinctives. Let's cut off, let's cut off that boasting in us. We want to be a humble servant. Whatever talent, whatever intelligence, whatever skills, whatever gifts, whatever looks, whatever possessions, whatever influence we have, put away all pride because all of these are a gift, free gift from God. A free gift from God. Actually, I have a friend before who was saying, my husband works hard. That's why we have all this that we are enjoying now. And so I, I, I told my friend, it is, it, it, it is from God. No, sister, my husband works hard. <laughs> and so I explained to her, you know, God gave your husband good health, strength, wisdom to do his job. And actually, Deuteronomy 8.28 is saying, remember the Lord your God who gives you power to gain wealth, to gain wealth. So it is God. It is God who gives us the power. He, he, he owns everything. He owns everything. So like the Bible verse that we read, it says, what do you have that you did not receive? Right? If then you receive it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Amen. So humility recognizes that the gifts are from God. The next one is, humility acknowledges God's providence. In James chapter 4, verses 13 to 17 says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. 
Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for, for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord's will, we will live and do, that, do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. This is my brother Caesar's favorite verse. Yeah. So humility agrees that God governs the beating of our hearts and our safe arrival at every destination. So if we get there, God got us there. And if we don't get there, God will that we not get there. I heard a testimony a long time ago that um, uh, this family were traveling, were traveling, but then because of some circumstances, you know, this, this trip was hindered. And then later on they found out that there was a big accident, a big accident, you know, on, on that way where they should be going. So it is, it's, it's God, God will that they don't, um, go on that on the, on on that trip because of that accident. So God spared. God spared their life. So humility acknowledges God's providence. Humility gets down under his sovereign providence and nestles there gladly. Another thing is humility cherishes the gospel. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, it says, Put on them as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. I don't know how many times we have read this passage. And yet when someone offended us or did something wrong to us, so hard to forgive. It's so hard to forgive. And what we do, human nature, you know, especially women, I know that because I do it. We rehearse in our mind. <laughs> 
We rehearse in our mind to the point we, we cannot sleep. It's robbing us of sleep. Why did he, he say that to me? Why did he do that to me? You know, you know those things. And, and, and yet, it's here in God's word. It says, it says, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. We know God has forgiven us. We know, right? All of our sins. Past, present, and future, God has forgiven us. And yet, it's so hard for us to forgive. So one of the implications of this text is that our humble willingness to forgive others, their offenses, is rooted in God's forgiveness of us through Jesus. In other words, Christian humility is rooted in the gospel. True humility is gospel humility. So it is not just copying Jesus in his willingness to die for others. It is enabled by Jesus because he dies for us. Humility is rooted in the gospel. Like there are some crazy people, you know, they say, oh yes, Jesus died for us, he gave. But will, will you do that for me? <laughs> right? And, and of course, if we have that question, we're going to have second thoughts. Right? Yeah. Oh, I can give you food, but to die for you, no way. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, humility cherishes the gospel. Actually, we learn humility from the Word of God. That is why, you know, it is in my heart that we have more of God's Word. More of God's Word. Right? Yeah. So, I believe, I believe that, you know, the Holy Spirit will stir up our hearts. If we want to be a humble servant, the Holy Spirit will teach us. The Holy Spirit will teach us. So this is the best phase of humility that we all know. And it says, humility serves others. Because when we say humility, that's what in our mind. We serve others. So in, 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 in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 8, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. 
Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Come to think with me. Jesus, the King of Kings, who owns everything, sitting on that throne at the right hand of the Father, he left all of those. He left all of those and became a man. He came as a man. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. So it says, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God. You know, it's so easy for Jesus to come with his millions of angels and this is what we're going to do. Save the planet. Save the planet. Save all the people. But it's it's not that it's it's not that way as we learn from the scripture. He came and 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 people found him in a in a barn. and no room for him in the inn. And he was with a carpenter, and he is a carpenter, and just, he owns everything. He owns everything, but you know, this is his way to show us humility to show us humility. So humility serves. It gets down low and lifts others up. Humility looks to the needs of others and gives time and effort to help with those needs. So Jesus took the form of a servant and humbled himself even to the point of death. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark 10, verse 45. So humility measures everything it does by whether it serves the good of other people. And let's, uh, and, and let's look at the, the, the last one. Humility knows 
greatness. In Mark chapter 10, verses 42 to 44, it says, Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. We see this in the life of Moses. He led millions of Israelites. But he became a servant to them. Just imagine millions of people. And actually it says in the in 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 in, in the word, you know, that he sit there, he sit there, and people are lining up, you know, to to present their case to him. It's all day, all night, we do not know. Millions of people, and, and for sure, these people, you know, have something wrong going on that they needed counsel from Moses, and Moses became a servant. Became a servant to them. So, But he became great, right? That until now, this generation, we, we know his greatness. We know that he's the only person that told God, repent. He told God, repent. Okay. So let's go on. Humility agrees that servanthood is true greatness. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. The church survives and thrives by servanthood. Every member of Christ is gifted in some way to serve. We may hear some people, oh, I don't, I don't have the talent to serve, you know. God has given all of us gifts. It's up to us to know what are our gifts. So, in our church, there are ministries that we need volunteers. We need volunteers. So we uh, actually will be encouraging people to serve, to serve. So, okay, to sum it, to sum it up, humility gives God credit. It recognizes the gifts of God, acknowledges God's providence, cherishes the gospel, serves others, and knows greatness. 
So I don't know about you, but you know, uh, I can say that humility does open the door in my life for more of God's grace. More of God's grace. So, um, to the humble, God gives patience, peace, and gentleness. The fruit of the Spirit grows in the soil of humility. We've been talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our Bible studies. So, if we want to grow those fruit of the Spirit in us, we must be humble. We must be humble. So, Father, we thank you for this time, O Lord God, of teaching us of your word. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you modeled humility, O Lord God. And, and Lord, as your servant, we want to emulate you on how you have shown us, the Lord God, perfect submission to the Father. You humbled yourself even to the point of death on the cross. We thank you, O Lord God, for all of the things that you have done for us. Indeed, great things you have done for us, O Lord. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the forgiveness of all of our sins. We thank you for this privilege, O Lord God, and the opportunities that we can serve, O Father God, on your church, Father, where you have put us together, O Lord. We praise you and we worship you that we see the manifestations of the power of the Holy Spirit in our midst. We, we don't just thank you for all the blessings that you have done for us, for the healing, for the financial provision, oh Lord God. We thank you for who you are, the God who is compassionate, is low to anger and abounding in love. Your mercy endures forever, O oh Lord. We cannot thank you enough for your goodness that follows us all the days of our life. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We praise you. And as always, Lord, may you be glorified. Your saints be sanctified and your enemies be horrified. In Jesus' name, amen.